Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to what is going to be, yes, I know I say it all the time, an amazing episode, but I mean it each and every time. And today we have with us, um, it's it's actually pretty unique, I would say, the guests we have today, because in my opinion, I think she's blended very well the intellectual lane by being a doctor with the practical every day so that everybody understands. Welcome to the show, Dr. Amy Johnson. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rob. I'm excited. Oh, we are excited to have you here. I mean, so many things we could talk about, but we're first just going to give you an opportunity for you. How do you show up? Because I know how I see you. I see you. <laughs> you're a bright yeah. star in the community. You're making things happen. Change is inevitable as those are around you. But you know, I'm curious to see how you see yourself, how you feel you show up in the world. And then we'll just go from there. Wow. Um, you know, I, I just love having conversations with people and helping them like just see around this big ball of thinking that we're all walking around in. So I, you know, I lead the little school of big change and from that's my favorite thing to do. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I just love that so much. And I'm in the middle of a six week class of it right now that to me, that's primary. So I help people with habits and anxiety and they, you know, it's the people, because this was me for so long, it's the people who are at the end of their rope, they've tried everything, they don't care about principles, they don't care about spirituality, really, they're open to it, but they just want to feel better. <laughs> you know, they just want to yeah. feel like themselves. And that's where I love meeting people. I, I love the deeper conversations and all that too, with people who have been in this conversation for a while. But really, my sweet spot is like, man, just Give me someone who's trying all the outside in tactics and they're at the end of their rope and let's have a different conversation. So yeah. that's what I do with people. And I try to write that way and talk that way in my videos and all of that. And that's that's me. I love it. So you, you're almost mm -hmm. like I use a lot of military analogies. So you would be considered special operations. All right? Okay, so, cool. I'll take right, it. So, <laughs> so you're specialized. And what I mean by that is there is a conventional force a conventional U.S. military fighting force. And there is a lot of rules to it. There's a lot of, it, it, you know, because it's the masses. It's, it's the way we have to do things. But there are those select special forces that go into those areas that maybe conventional wouldn't fit necessarily or be too yeah. big for it. Like you say, if I walk into um, an area, like I spend a lot of time talking to gang members or people in prison. Well, if I walk into those areas going straight into a deep conversation, they look at me like I'm crazy. Right. You know, because right. they're just trying to figure out how not to punch the guy in the room. Yeah. You know, so it's starting there. And of course, do we get to deeper conversations? Absolutely. Yeah. But only after they mm -hmm. see they okay for a second. Yeah. You know, so that's that's pretty cool. So you, you spoke about the, the school. Let's jump into it. Like, tell me about the, this little school of big change. Yeah. Well, it's... um. It's incredible every time, you know, so we just started a class of it this week. I lead it twice a year 
Uh, and there's stuff people can watch the videos and stuff year round, but I'm in there leading a six week course of it twice a year. And there's usually 150 or so people from all over the world. We've had 55 countries so far, which is just, I, I, I just love that. I love the variety and the diversity Absolutely. there and, and the diversity of issues too. You know, so people for sure, a lot of people come in with habit, binge eating habit, because I talk about mine a lot. So that draws people in or anxiety, but there's so many things that, you know, people are struggling with. And the coolest thing is we, these people just share and they're all strangers to each other. And there's, and, and the way that people open up and just talk about what's real for them. And we meet them just in that special operations way. We just meet them where they are and just like explore a step deeper And over time, after we have 12 calls in the course, people start seeing, oh my gosh, we are all exactly the same. I'm here because I have a hoarding habit. She's here because she hates her husband and wants a divorce. We are the same. We're both caught up in a painful story and we're pushing against it, trying to fix it. And it keeps getting worse and we don't know why. And it, and the details don't matter what, you know, how it's showing up in the world. That's just the, that's, those are just the details. And, and so it's like this group, I don't know, it just has its own energy, its own healing energy. And people just start seeing, wow, this is really simple. And I, yeah. I just think that's amazing. I love the real simple part. Yeah. Like, I really love the simplicity around the work, because if we're pointing people to a well-being, it's already hard enough. Yeah. Like, you know how hard life was when I was searching, you know, living from outside in, the world was caving in. I barely had moments, or at least I felt as if I only had a few minutes to breathe. And now you want me to dissect this deep, you know, PhD level under, like, no way. I'm running from that. Yeah. Even if I know it can help me. I'm, I'm running from that, you know? So I, I love the thing you say with simplicity. So let me say out of, out of the school, since you've been doing it, give me one of those experiences that just stands out. I mean, I know there's many, but just give me one that stands out as wow. Yeah. We had a woman, um, a woman who lived in Australia and she, she was in, she came through twice, but the first time through she had had, um, a, 40 plus year eating disorder, tons of anxiety. And, you know, just to kind of, and I recognize this for myself and just in so many people, just that sense of like, like kind of like what you just said, I am buried. Like she felt so behind the eight ball and everything. Like mm-hmm. there's no way this is simple. There's no way I can possibly dig myself out because our mind thinks, 40 years of this, it's going to take 40 years to dig it out or whatever our mind makes up. (laughs) So lost. And it came out in our conversations. She had lost a child, like all this stuff had happened and you could just feel the tension. And literally all we did was just, I don't even remember, but I mean, just talk to her, like be here now with us, just feel and she'd, little, she'd cry a little bit. And then she'd like, no, no, no. You know, you could see it go right back in. And then it's like, no, just show up again. Tell us again what happened or how you feeling today or how's it going? And some, you'd see it start to crack. You'd see that big facade start to crack. And then she, I remember, came to our came on the forum one day. We have a private forum and she had this major breakdown, right? Just bawling in the shower and kicking and screaming and, and all the stuff. And in my head, I'm like, yes. 
yes, this is awesome. And she literally looked 20 years younger when she came back to our next call. And then she came back to the next class six months later and looked another 10 years younger, you know, and it's like, she's like, life hasn't changed. Like, like, you know, like things aren't all perfect. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, Things aren't all perfect, but I just feel shit when it shows up. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, that's it. That's it. I'm not afraid of it. I can feel it. And then, and then it's like life walks us through it moment by moment when we're just there with it instead of pushing it all away. Yeah. I, I love that, that story so much because I, my experience was very, very similar, you know, when, um, and I just, I just spoke about this, me and Michael were doing, we were in New York together doing his junior catalyst program. And so I was speaking for my part of it and And I was talking about how I used to believe it was the intensive that changed my life. Like the three days we really sat down and did the work and and that's when it all changed. And then I kind of was reflecting on it before um, and it wasn't. It was actually the day I met him because the way he listened to me, the way he he set the the atmosphere for the conversation we had, I enjoyed talking to him because I was a closed off person. So Here's this person who's really listening to me. And here I I want to talk to them. And that was when I learned the power of an impactful conversation, just one. Now, again, like you said, it cracked something. You know, I had a few tears a couple of days after I thought about some stuff. And then I start questioning, like, no, he can't be telling the truth. It can't be that simple, you know. (laughs) And then as it it went on, like you said, as life unfolded for me, I started seeing it. It's hard to let go of your what you believe to be your truth. Because it's attached to your identity. Who am I going to be when I drop this? Even if it's crappy, who am I going to be when I drop this? Totally. It's so scary. And everything in our psyche is like designed to hold on to that for dear life. And it's so ironic because, you know, we all, once you let go a little bit, you see the freedom on the other side. Like that is the prison, but man, it feels, it feels safe. So how did, how did that happen for you, though? Because you are um, a doctor, you are a psychologist, you, you've been to school for this, but your, your way of doing is not like normal psychologists would approach. Um, yeah. Where did that change for you? I think I started seeing pretty early on, even in my studies, that, um, that I, it didn't jive with me that people were broken, like this whole medical model. Like I remember hearing a study about how they had taken people who had been in therapy for like anxiety or depression or whatever for years. And then they had a control group of people who didn't go to therapy and, you know, 10 years down the road, they were pretty equivalent. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's a weird stuff. Like, why am I (laughs) studying this then? Like, what's that about? You know? And Uh it really, it really sparked something about, okay, there's a resilience. And I, and I had a major insight when I was 18, I had like a I guess maybe I was like 17, but I had like just a major experience of kind of oneness. And I, I deeply knew and it didn't last long, but I deeply knew, okay, we're, I'm okay. There's more than this, you know? So I guess all of those things together had me a little suspicious and, um, yeah. And it just didn't jive to kind of do the whole medical fix you kind of thing. And then I was struggling with anxiety and my own eating disorder for a long time. And none of the psychological stuff was helping me. And that's really what did it. I think it's always our own thing, right? I was just so desperate. And so like, show me something else. And then I heard somebody in the principals say, uh, it was a recording of a 
London conference way back, um, say, and I think they were just talking about a Sid quote basically, but saying like, you know, you are perfectly mental, mentally healthy right now and you're thinking and you just think you aren't. And that just, that was huge. That was my big crack. And from that moment on, it just kept widening. And then, you know, and again, my eating issues, it's not like all of that just goes away in an instant, the same old thoughts and feelings and the same old body mind stuff would still come up. But I just was like, oh, okay, I'm healthy and this is happening. The the and was huge. I'm okay and I don't feel okay. I'm okay and I just binged again or whatever. But that and was like, okay, I can hold these both. And then it just started to go more to the other side, you know, like just the I'm okay side. And then the stuff could come up. And that's why I just think like the way out is through, you know, like, we just, we just fight so much and we resist because that's what our mind is designed to do. But as we're just in everything, not bypassing it, not like, oh, it's just thought like, no, if it's just thought, be in it. Why not? And Why in not? it, it just moves right not? through us. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. If it's, if it's just thought, then ride it. Exactly. Then just ride exactly. It. It's know. not an excuse to bypass it. Right, like that's yeah. a reason to go right into it then. Yeah, because it'll, it'll poof off, you know, before long. It, it'll have. I think now what's so funny about when I get caught up, um, my way out of it, I start, when I realize I just uncontrollably laugh at like, man, how did that one get me? It's almost as if, you know, in my mind, the special effects is like, okay, we didn't get him with this one. We got to scare him this way now. Right. Like they're changing up, up the, the game. <laughs> yeah, they're up in the ante on, on what you're going to scare me with. So you also have change coach training, yeah, which is a different from the school, but these are people who've accepted the call to coach to serve yeah. um, and, and want to show up in the world as such. Talk to me about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of those people went through the school and mm-hmm. then they've been really impacted, which is cool. And then they just want to share this. And um, some are therapists or sharing in other places, but want to want to see this to add to their work. And Um, it's just a really amazing little container where we come together. Like the cool thing about this work that we do is there's no separation. Like there's no like work-life separation, you know, and there's no way that we can help people however we do it without it helping us. I mean, it's just the most like beautifully selfish thing ever. (laughs) You know, if you want to be good at what you do and like impact other people, you have to benefit. You're going to benefit along the way. And the more we see, the more, the better we're able to help people. So I don't know. I just love that. I love that little container of like, Hey, let's get a small group together and really go deep and then just play with how we point people in a direction. And that's, what's so kind of what we've been saying this, this whole way through so far is like, this work is so easy because, because they have, they, they don't need anything. Right. We're just wanting to put those little cracks in the armor. armor. (laughs) And then once those cracks are in the armor, everything's going to, going to start to write itself. Yeah. I remember taking my hands off of the results, needing the results to, to validate my ability to culture things. It was like, nah, I'm, I'm looking for the crack. Yes. I'm I'm looking for a, 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 I'm looking, I'm want to come into the office and there's a puddle of water collecting 
from the leak. You know, yeah. that, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm totally, good to go totally. at that point because I know it's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before, you know, that happens. And I, I've been telling this story here recently, but um, I got a, a guy was in, I don't know, he was, he was in a moment of suffering and he, he felt that hitting me with an object would be his way out. And so we had this encounter where I, I was just bringing him to the moment to make him aware it wasn't going to go how he expected it to go. And I wasn't meaning that in a, I'm going to show you that I'm very well qualified in fighting or no, it wasn't that. It was just really, no, you probably have thought about this, but it's going to be different because there's witnesses, the police are going to come. Like this is going to be a much different experience than, oh, I'm going to hit this guy, stand over him and I'm going to feel much better about my day. And, you know, he started telling me why he was mad at me. And it was because someone black had killed his sister. And so I was like, man, somebody black, white, blue, brown killed my sister. I'm mad too. Like, I don't care. You know, yeah. I can understand that. I said, but I'm not that guy. And, and we get to this point, uh, Amy, where we agreed to t go our separate ways. And I, I said, I want to extend my hand as a pound, you know, pound you to show you I mean you no harm. And so he walks his way, I walk mine, and he gets about a block and a half, a California block and a half, so it's small, you know, in downtown Glendale. And about a block and a half away, he turns around, he starts back cursing me out. No, F you, blah, 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 blah. And I just smile because I thought about, it takes about 30 seconds to walk a block and a half. That was his crack. Like, he may not know it. He may not even become aware of it until the next interaction with a human being. But for 30 seconds, he was out of what he was going through and wondering what just happened. Yeah. You know, what just what just happened? And I remember a time in my life where had he the initial moment of him coming up and wanting to do harm, I would have met his harm and exceeded it beyond belief to prove the point I can't. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man, this guy's hurting. And I'm not hurting. So why would I ever need to be, you know, creating problems for you in a sense? It was like, no, I'm in a loving space. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Now, if I need to, if he does swing and I need to escalate, yeah, that'll all come back. That'll all come back. Yeah, the training, the fighting. The, yeah, that's, uh, that's repetition almost. Man, did he get about 30 seconds of relief. And when you're under, under fire, 30 seconds is a long time to breathe. You know, that's good. <sighs> And for you to recognize that, see that like we would, we're kind of just conditioned to look at that and be like, oh, well, then he turned around and yelled. Yeah, he didn't hear anything or, you know, like, no, yeah. like you, no, like he hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did yeah. hear. He didn't and swing, which was one. That was how I know he hurt because he didn't swing. Yeah. And two, it took him a minute after the interaction to kind of fall back into his mode of thinking that's habitual. Right. right. And, and exactly, it's habitual and it happens. And, and I think for us and for if we're working with people, like that's just so huge to see because again, our mind wants to just look at, well, what's the outcome here? Oh, well, he turned around, he yelled again. He wasn't changed for life. Like, no, minds come back to what they know all mm -hmm. the time. Doesn't mean anything. That's just what that does. But there was that moment that you know is so meaningful, you know, that, that pause in there. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I think- I think that's a cool thing about what we do. Exactly. It allows us to just 
not have an eye on any outcome or agenda. And we just point in a direction and there's cracks being formed. And then for all we know, it's the next coach or the next book they read or the next walk in the woods or whatever, where that fully opens. And if we're okay with that, that's amazing. We don't need to, we don't need the credit. We don't need to see it happen. It's fun when we do, but that's what I always like talk with my coaches about. It's like, Hey, we're just, well, let's just go out and point. And we know that's going to blossom. It yeah. might not happen in front of us, but it's just nature. It's how it works. But that's knowing how it works. And you get comfortable with that, right? Yeah. Like I, I know when I eat my food, something inside of me is going to break it down so my muscles get the protein, so my blood cells get the water for its hydration. I know that's going to happen. So yeah. I stop thinking after I eat. Like I don't go into, <laughs> all right, proteins, you guys should be over at the biceps right about now. Like get to work. I don't feel it. And, but you know, no, we don't yeah. worry about that. We know the system is going to do, you know, we don't, we don't wonder nobody. Well, I'm going to say nobody, but a large amount of us don't walk around with oxygen tanks in our backpacks worried about if air seizes up. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we know the system will provide it. It's like when you, you don't have to, once the crack is there, that's enough. Yeah. That's, that's man, wear your badge of honor on being a you know, a person who could put cracks in, in hard foundations. Like wear yeah. it on that because that's the truth of what's helping people change. You know, not how much I know, not how much of my story I can articulate. It's right. how hard can this hammer hit that that stuck moment to to crack it open, you know. Yeah. I love that. And then you have the podcast, the changeable podcast, yeah. which is um kind of like the same thing, but totally different again, <laughs> doing yeah. the same work. I think that's what I love most about everything you do. It's kind of like, it only seems like you're showing up as yourself doing the same thing in all different, all different parts of it. Like, it just seems yeah. like, like, even when I'll tell you the first time I really like, was like, oh my God, I want to know who she is. And it wasn't anything about the school, the podcast or the coaches. You posted a picture of you and your daughter. And the way you looked at her is the way I look at my daughter. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know who that is. I know her. I know her. Like, you know, he's like, recognize that. Yeah, I recognize (laughs) that expression of love, you know, and um, that was what then, okay, let me look at everything from there. I downloaded the book on Audible, and this was, this was a while ago, but I remember that picture, you know, or remember a picture that you posted of you and your daughters. Does it feel like you're just showing up the same in all these different venues? It totally does. And I love that you said that because I can so clearly remember being kind of after after graduate school and all that being kind of, I guess it was in my late 20s in in like a corporate job before I really started coaching and just being like, what am I doing? Where do I belong? Where, what? And I, and I remember saying like, all I want is, and I had to like wear a business suit and all that, which is so not me. I'm like, all I want is to just be me. <laughs> I'm like, if I could just have a career, a life where I don't need a work-life balance, I, I just, I want it to all just be uh, me. Baby. I don't want to go in and out. I just want to be me anywhere and everywhere. So anyway, I, I love that you said that. And it does feel like that. And that's what I really think that's what we do by just sharing this. This allows us to do it. 
there's no boundaries. The more we get personal and vulnerable, the better it helps, the more it helps everyone. So why wouldn't we? And plus we come to see that personal isn't so personal anyway. (laughs) So there's no shame in sharing anything, (laughs) right? So you can just be an open book. You can be yourself. There's nothing to hide behind and it helps people. Like I can't imagine anything better, you know? I really love screaming out loud all the things I got wrong now. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it was a lot of it and they're so comical now to me. Like, um, I remember um, I did protection in the military. And so it's about, you know, protecting the generals and admirals and the defense leaders from, you know, terrorist attacks, you know, whatever the case may be. And when I got to the field, there were very few women in it. And uh, the notion was women can't do this because we're going to be fighting or we're going to do this and do this. And I remember uh, her call sign, I'll use her call sign, not a real name, but Tomahawk. That was her call sign. And I have never seen a team, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. And, and what I would liken it to is when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, like they weren't a championship team, but when he came in, they thought they were. And so they did. When she came in, her clarity, her organization, her ability to multitask, it was like, we were a totally new team and we were clicking on all cylinders. The podcast, I keep bearing off. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the the show um, and, and the joy you found with doing that. Yeah, it's really just my, I'm so protective of it. Like people always will, I have a little bit of like a business team now and stuff. And they're like, oh, get so-and-so on your podcast just because so-and-so kind of, you know, might share it with people. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> this is my baby. Like I'm not, I'm talking about what I, and I, and I get, this might be some, some of my own ego in here, but it, not ego, but like my own preference and my own yeah, bias. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I am going to talk about what I see as important. And yeah. I don't want it watered down by someone who's pointing in a different direction, you know, like, yeah. So I just, so for that reason, so far, I mean, we're on episode 220, I just recorded and I just love it. It's just, it's just me like kind of sharing whatever's fresh for me. And then I bring in some guests as well. And, and, you know, just, just get into the heart of what looks really basic and essential and important. I love that. I, I really yeah. do. It's like, no, this is my baby. Like, this is yeah. my baby. Yeah. I'm pret- <laughs> There's all kinds of ways to kind of get attention for what you're doing. But I, uh-huh. but to me, the best and the only way I really want to play is is to just do what I love to do and what I and yeah. what I really see is helpful for people. The absolute best that I can do it. Like that. That's just the like. How how could how could it get any better than that? You know. know. That's a, a beautiful games. demonstration. Yeah. easiest way for somebody to see something. And that's so big for people to see who are out sharing this or want to mm-hmm. be out sharing this, but they think they don't have anything to add. I don't think I have anything to add either. Honestly, everything I ever say or write, I know somebody else has said that probably way better. I'm never the smartest person in the room. I've never probably had the biggest insight in the room, but like, I'm just, I just think it's cool that we can just open our, I've just seen enough that when I open my mouth and share something, eventually like it really does land with people. And again, yeah. that's not about me. So that's for all of us. And I, I see that so much and people that have really have so much to share, but our mind is like, nope, not different enough, not special enough. And they never say a word. And it's a like, word. if we can just go out and just 
be crappy at it or just even be mediocre at it. What we're sharing is so powerful that that is going to help so many people. You can suck at it and still do it. And you are, you're just going to have an impact. And, uh, and that there's like so much, yeah, like so much permission in that. Like, just do it. Just do it. I love it. I know Nike, Nike coined it, but it is so true. Just do it. I mean, because I personally believe everybody, everybody has a voice that the world could benefit from. Yeah. They just don't choose to share. Yeah. Man. Well, thank you so much um, for, for taking the time to just pop in and, and, and bless us. But I'm going to ask for that big old wisdom, that Dr. Amy Johnson wisdom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Here's no. where I disappoint. <laughs> no, but uh, if you could just start with telling people, I'll have some some references in the show notes, but, you know, where they can find you, um, what you're up to now, but then just just sharing your heart and and you will be the last voice to hear. But again, just thank you so much, one, for the work that you do and two, for for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Um, yeah. So all my stuff is at dramyjohnson.com podcasts, classes, all that stuff. Um, and I, and I put out a lot of free stuff. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I, I just, I love this conversation. I love like just that we don't see the end. We our mind will make stuff up all the way through, but, but we are being lived we are not doing this. We're not doing it with our intellect. We're not doing it with our mind or our decisions. Even we're being lived. And if we're just behind the energy of life a little bit, and we're just watching where it's leading us, amazing things open up and, and we just feel our way through that. You know, we don't have to jump in our head and steer and bypass and try to avoid, like, just go right head first through it all. And it's going to be scary as heck. But it, it, that is just, that is the way. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner, or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.